Welcome to Wake Up with Marcy and Hillary. And today we have an incredible show on tap and the topics are sure to inspire and inform you. So inspiring and I'm super excited about today's show, but I want to talk about self-care. Everyone's throwing self-care around and it really is so important to be the best for ourselves. Absolutely. And then for others, really. Let's hear about our incredible guests today. And we have some good ones. First up, we have the one and only Kevin O'Leary, also known as Mr. Wonderful. Kevin is a renowned financier, a star of ABC's Shark Tank, author of multiple books, and chairman of O'Leary Ventures and Beanstalks. He is here to share with us what we need to do in 2024 to build a nest egg and also build credit. Get ready to take some notes because he reveals the essential steps you must take to build a nest egg and your credit. Then we'll be joined by marriage and family therapist, Courtney Hulse. As the outpatient regional director at Mountainside Treatment Center, Courtney will be discussing how to navigate dating Mm -hmm. and relationships in early recovery. Courtney's insight and her advice will be invaluable. And lastly, with Valentine's Day just around the corner, we have some amazing gift ideas to share with you. So whether you're looking for a romantic gesture, a thoughtful gesture, or something for yourself, Ooh. we've got <laughs> Happy you Happy Valentine's to me. I like and it. No, I, I think it's important. It is. So grab your favorite drink, get comfortable, and get ready to wake up with Marcy and Hillary. It's going to be an exciting and informative show that you're not going to want to miss any of these episodes. Don't go anywhere. We will now meet ABC's Shark Tank star, Kevin O'Leary, chairman of O'Leary Ventures and Beanstalks. Kevin, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. So we're going to be talking about nest eggs. And it's so crazy, a statistic that I found. According to a Lending Club report, more than 60% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. And this was as of September of 2023. So how can we create a nest egg if we are living paycheck to paycheck? Well, first of all, that is a a staggering stat. It's actually 62%. There's a bunch of people who measure this and it's very scary. But here's the problem. The average salary in America, depending on what region, what geography you're in, is around 58 to $64,000. So the only way you can build a nest egg is when you start your career, when you start working, you have to save somewhere between 15 and 20% of your paycheck every single pay cycle, every two weeks. Now, it may sound easy, but it's not. But if you do that, and you just invested in the US stock market, the S&P 500, you'll end up with about a million five in the bank by the time you turn 65. I know we all would love to retire as a millionaire. And Mm -hmm. you mentioned that we should actually start putting away 15 to 20% of our paycheck as soon as we start working. So can you please elaborate on how do we actually do that, especially if we are just starting to work and we're living paycheck to paycheck? Well, here's the first task you have to do, and it's very simple. And most people don't realize this. You take two sheets of paper. You don't need a computer. You don't need your phone. This is as easy as it gets. And you look over a 90-day period. 
three months, because that really shows your spending habits. No matter where you are, I don't care if you're in Manhattan or you're in San Diego, over three months, the way you live will really show itself. So you, on the left side, you put every source of income, a side hustle, a side job, gifts from your grandmother, whatever it is, whatever income you have, that's on the left piece of paper. How much do you make over 90 days? And on the right side, every cent you spend, every cent. And you can get that from your receipts. Remember, you're doing this for your life. You wanna make sure this works. You've got to make sure, this is task number one, that what you bring in and what you take out are at least matching. You cannot take out more than you bring in. Otherwise, that is going on to credit card debt, which is now at 22.5% because of Fed rate hikes. Now, here's where it gets a little tricky. You have to modify your behavior so that now you're saving 15%, and that's going into some kind of a vehicle that's going to invest it for you every month, every week, every day, every year. It's a behavioral mindset you have to have if you want to survive retirement. Yeah, you mentioned behavior and mindset, and there's no doubt our ideas around money definitely have to do with our mindset. But what do we do if we're going through a life-changing event, let's say divorce. Life will throw life will throw you curveballs. You will have children. You will have you want to get a mortgage. All of these things, I totally get it. But if you put yourself in a mindset that you're investing in yourself, because that's really what you're doing here. You're not giving this money to anybody else. This is your money. And I don't care if you get married. I've I've told every woman I know, in fact, one of my Shark Tank companies is called Hello Prenup, and we make prenups online for women because everybody should have a prenup going into marriage. You must keep your own personal financial identity for your whole life. You don't know with certainty what life's going to drill you out into. You don't know what's going to happen to. And so you have to have your own identity online, which means your own credit score. Now let's talk about that for a minute because there's a good way, there's a good hack for that. People talk about debit cards and credit cards. Let me explain why when you get out of college, now, this is tricky because a lot of people abuse their credit cards and they buy too much junk. But the reason you want to get one early on is so that you can put $100 on it each month and pay it off. Because the algorithms that determine your personal credit score don't care about the amount of credit you pay off. It's the fact that you pay it off in the first place. So over time, if you put $50, $20, $100 and you pay it off every month, the AI says, wait a second, this person is credit responsible and I'm gonna raise their credit score up. And the reason you want that is one day you may want a car loan or one day you may want a mortgage. And the first thing they're gonna do is go to your credit score. Now, another hack. The number one expense you have when you get out of college or you get out of high school and you start working is your rent. This is number one particularly in places where you are, like New York, it's not uncommon to see $1,800 to $2,500 for even a tiny little condo somewhere and you're renting it. That's your number one expense. So how do you manage that and make it work for you? Remember, you're going to pay the rent anyways, right? You know that with certainty. If you buy nothing else, you're going to pay your rent. You're going to be out in the street. So how can I take that, let's call it $2,000 rent and turn it into a massively high credit score? Now, this again is one of my companies, but I, I, this is, I got this for my kids. Let me show it to you. Simple credit card called Built. 
All right, here's how it works. Every landlord in America will take their payment on the built car because they don't get paid any fees. Giant companies partnered with this guys, with these guys that built, like Blackstone, which have hundreds of thousands of apartments across America. My kids are on this too. You pay your rent on your built card and you pay your built card off because you're gonna pay your rent anyways, and your credit score goes through the moon. And for every dollar of rent, you get points. Kevin, it's fascinating to hear about your approach to financial literacy for young adults. What are some other financial life hacks to transition smoothly from battling debt to successfully building their very own nest egg? So this is the key. Now, when you get that discipline, you get that paycheck and you take, let's say, 15 percent your goal, you have to have some platform to put it into. And over you know hundreds of years, the stock market has delivered. It goes up and down. There's lots of volatility, but you're you're in this for the long game till you're 65. You get anywhere from seven to nine percent returns a year, but you have to put it somewhere to do that. Now, there's lots of apps online. The one that I'm involved in is called Bean Stocks. You can download it, B-E-A-N-S-T-O-X. And the reason it's become so popular is it also allows you to buy T bills, Treasury bills. Because now rates have gone up so much that you're getting anywhere from 4.8 to 5.2% on treasury bills, which theoretically are risk-free. So you can balance your portfolio, have some stocks and have some treasury bills and basically build over time that nest egg. And so what it does is average costs weight you in. It's got an index of the S&P 500 in there and it's got an index of the treasury bills and you put in 400, 200, whatever it is you can afford and you forget about it. It's there on your phone. You can watch every day your assets grow and you can see the volatility of the stock market. You learn a lot about it. But basically over time, this is the way you create something for yourself. No one, this is for no one else. It's for you. You're a woman, you want a prenup and you want a personal nest egg, no matter what happens. My mother taught me that. You know, in those days, she taught me in the late, you know, early 60s that she took 20% of her salary. She was a working woman. And she built a massive nest egg, nest egg of, of treasury bills and telco bonds and stocks that pay dividends. And she never disclosed it to both of her husbands. She was married twice. And when she passed away, they called me down to the notary's office and said, listen, your woman, your, your, your mother died a very wealthy woman. You've got to come down here. You're the elder brother. I said, impossible. We're a middle class family. I know exactly what she did. And she said, they said, no, 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 no. You got to get down. I called my brother Shane and said, you can't believe this, Shane. You can't believe what mom left behind because she never spent the principal, only the interest. I always wondered how she put me through college, how she helped her brothers and sisters. She was smart that way. She wanted financial independence. She didn't want anybody to be, didn't want to be beholden to anybody when it came to money. And she died very wealthy just using the strategy I'm talking about now. Boy, did that change my mind about investing. I use her as my advisor. She's up in heaven now, but she still knows what she's doing. Kevin, I love that. She's your mentor. Your mom's your mentor. And she actually inspired you to do exactly what you're doing today. Exactly. So lastly, I want to talk about the tax advantages and incentives that are available for individuals building a nest egg. There are, there are plenty of programs that you can use that allow you to accrue interest and capital gains on a tax advantage basis. And you, you can learn a lot about this online or go to Beanstalks and look at it as well. But the whole idea is the government is wants you, they want you to be a saver because 
they're scared as everybody else is that if we only depend on social security, that's not enough to live on when you're 65. And so by giving you the incentive to bear all this interest and all this, all these capital gains tax-free, yes, they'll tax you when you start paying it out to yourself, but that's decades from now. An IRA, a 401k, all of these programs that you can use to do this. And you should take advantage of them to the max. But it's the same theme. You've got to save. You have to save. Now, we should talk about how you adjust the way you live. And I'm going to give you an example. And everybody's guilty of it. I was guilty of it for years. Go into your closet and look at all the crap you bought that you don't wear. Look at all that crap. You have to. Up to 70% of what's in your closet, you never wear. You bought it because you thought you wanted it. You never wear it. And this is what you've got to learn. Another lesson from my mother. She would save all year to buy one Chanel jacket because that's she just loves Chanel. And she would buy really high quality, you know, the Chanel jackets, the vintage jackets. And I didn't realize how much women coveted that. After she passed away, all the women in the family, it was a cat fight for her Chanel suits. And I thought, this is crazy. These Some of these suits were bought in the mid-60s, but they were vintage Chanel. Same with her handbags. And so I realized how smart that was. She didn't have a lot of stuff. She just had really good stuff. And that lasted her whole life. The same idea is what I've adopted. You see this Shark Tank outfit, this suit? It's the same suit. You've never seen me anything any different. I got 25 of these, 25 shirts, 25 ties, 25 red poofs. It's a uniform for me. I don't have to think about what I'm going to wear. This is it. And I think that's brilliant. I stole that one from Steve Jobs. He'd wear the same black pants and turtleneck every time. I used to work for him back at Apple in the old days. It's brilliant. There's so many hacks you can do. And I have five pairs of shoes. They're all Pradas. They're beautiful shoes, but I don't need any more than that. Two red belts, two black belts. You go into my closet. They're beautifully hung up. No waste. I don't have 15,000 pairs of sneakers. You don't need all that crap. You've got to get disciplined. Thank you, Kevin, so much. You gave us a lot to think about. And it was so interesting. I especially love all the financial hacks, the ones that the kids should be doing as soon as they're going off to college. I know, so important. Kevin, thank you so much for coming on Wake Up. Absolutely. Take care. Thank you so much. Next up, we meet marriage and family therapist Courtney Hulse, the outpatient regional director at Mountainside Treatment Center in Manhattan. Courtney will share with us how to navigate dating and relationships in early recovery. And lastly, with Valentine's Day just around the corner, we have some amazing gift ideas to share with you. Whether you're looking for a romantic gesture or a thoughtful present for a loved one, we've got you covered. We now meet Courtney Hulse, a licensed marriage and family therapist and the outpatient regional director at Mountainside Treatment Center. Hi there, so glad to have you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. And we are gonna talk about early recovery. So can you tell us, and I know there's a lot going on with being eight years sober, what is happening mentally and physically in early recovery? So that's a really good question. Um, 
is a very complex question um, mm -hmm. and a very complex um, answer. Um, basically, what happens is, you know, when we introduce a chemical into our body during the active addiction process, our body then starts to um, like shift around it, you know, so to speak. So what ends up happening during the recovery process is without that substance, our bodies have to heal again. It has to, you know, kind of get back to its organic state. Mm -hmm. um, so we're talking about different, you know, um, chemicals in the brain, neurotransmitters, um, different pathways that are um, being rewired. Mm -hmm. um, certain pathways were being created during the act of addiction itself. And now it's about, you know, really engaging different pathways, um, healthier ones, engaging different parts of our brains, going from the limbic system to the prefrontal cortex, where we use our executive functioning. Um, and it's... Um, you know, it's a very intense and complex, like I said, uh, process. Um, what we experience, so physically, sometimes we notice that there's like little, you know, clusters of, you know, agitation, uh, difficulty concentrating, anxiety. Um, you know, that is something that, you know, we can call post-acute withdrawal syndrome, mm -hmm. um, which can happen usually within like the first year of recovery. It doesn't mm -hmm. last forever. Yeah. Um, and there it happens in a little bit of clusters, staying, you know, grounded and centered in your recovery. Um, it helps you be stronger for the next Time that, that that cluster or that post-acute withdrawal cluster will, um, you know, present. So stick with it. It's definitely worth it. Absolutely. And let's talk a little bit about the families yes. and the challenges that they have when the other person is going through those initial stages of recovery. Absolutely. Well, I've worked um, a lot with families in the recovery process. Um, perhaps one of the things to note is that um, during active addiction, how the families sort of shift around the addiction, you know, behaviors change, you know, um, uh, you know, obviously, you know, preoccupation of my, my child, my loved one, um, if they're going to be okay. Um, so now it's about shifting from this place of like of illness or addiction to wellness. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that, you know, what is sometimes overlooked is that family members really carry a lot of weight, um, a, a lot of the heaviness from watching a loved one suffer the way that they did in their addiction. Um, it's, you know, and I, not to overuse the word, but it, it, it's traumatizing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it I is. think that, you know, for family members, it's about, you know, I say self-care, um, I mean, really having a space to be able to talk about what their experience was like, be able to heal their experience. Um, because in the early recovery stages too, they're adapting to the changes that the, the loved one is making, right? Now right. they went from a place of, you know, we talk about, you know, addiction to now a place of, you know, recovery and wellness. So it's sometimes family members say that they're waiting for the other shoe to drop or, yeah. you know, I want to be able to trust, but I just, I'm not there yet. Um, you know, talking about, you know, boundaries and things like that. So I think it's really important for, um, you know, family members to have an outlet, have a place where they can um, go, a person, a, a group where that they can connect, be able to talk about what the experience was like for them. Absolutely. So as the person in recovery or the family member or loved one, how can you start creating those boundaries, mm -hmm. right? And the trust. Yep. So that's just a really good question. Again, very complex. So there are different types of boundaries, but we're looking at boundaries not necessarily to control. We want to look at boundaries to protect. So to protect um, our well-being, what's you know good and healthy for us. Um, I think having an open dialogue about you know what that looks like, what our needs are, and recognizing healthy relationships is that I matter 
you matter, we matter. Um, and being able to figure out what boundary works. Um, you know, relationships are compromise. Um, and I think that it's about just being able to discuss what, you know, one another's needs are, um, what that looks like, and then having like realistic, you know, like follow through in that and being able to then reconvene if, you know, we thought that this was going to work, but you know what, it ended up right. not working. Um, but just knowing that we're coming from a place of love, of care and mm -hmm. concern and connecting with that. So what about the romantic love? How do you know when it's time to start dating? So in the recovery process, we are, um, we talk about relationships. The first relationship is the relationship with ourself, right? Mm -hmm. And it's reconnecting with who we are. Mm -hmm. It's um, finding out what, you know, we are passionate about, what our values are, um, what works for us, right? And um, maybe what worked for us at one point is different now that we're in our recovery and, you know, practicing, you know, like deep wellness, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I think that it's about, it's about the timing. It's about, you know, recognizing within ourselves, like, am I in a place to be able to, to give to others? Mm -hmm. You know, cause it's not so much about, you know, taking from others in relationships, but what I have to give in a relationship? Um, you know, I would, uh, I would recommend, um, for anyone who is in early recovery or in recovery. And if you're, you know, interested in having a romantic relationship, um, to remember to prioritize your wellness, right? And mm -hmm. your well-being. Um, and the right person, I believe, will kind of fit in around that. Absolutely. Thank you so, so much for coming on Wake Up. Yeah. Thank you like, for being yeah. here. It's such an important discussion. It really, really mm. is. For both sides. Yeah, absolutely. Thank, Thank you, you so much for having me. When we come back, we share some amazing Valentine's Day gift ideas, so don't go away. Today we're featuring four amazing products. The first one is from Curls and Potions. And this is the King Pack Bundle for all you men out there. It actually targets dandruff for both beard and hair and addresses ingrown hairs and actually smooths the skin and the beard and effectively combats dryness by providing intense hydration mm, to both yeah. the hair and the beard. There is this incredible women's blend conditioner bundle, all comes together and it has a shampoo, angel food, uses turmeric and carrot root to treat the scalp, sweet pea, uses butterfly pea powder to help improve hair elasticity, and Pink Power, which I think is right here, uses dragon fruit and rose water to address dryness. Don't forget, use the promo code WAKEUP25 and shop at curlsandpotions.com. Our second Valentine's Day gift idea is from Almondy Company, a husband and wife team who turned a pastime of making candied almonds into a home-based business. They have three flavors of candied almonds. The first is Keep It Simple, their classic cinnamon flavor, and it's their bestseller. So the second is All About Balance, which is vanilla cold brew. That sounds yummy. Sounds really good. And Dynamic Duo, their seasonal flavor for Valentine's Day, which is a chocolate and raspberry, which, by the way, I've tried that, and it's yummy. As a cottage food operator, which is a home baker, if you don't know, they are permitted to deliver only in New Jersey. To order this product, please visit at Almondy Co. on Facebook and Instagram to order.
Next, we have the soap from Milagro Goat Farm. Their soaps are all handmade by two soapers. Mm. They contain all natural and organic ingredients, but the major ingredient is the goat's milk from their own Nubian goats. The soaps are gentle and amazing for dry, sensitive skin types. And goat's milk is similar to the pH balance of our own skin, and it's hypoallergenic. Visit at Malegro Goat Farm on Instagram and Facebook. Last gift idea for Valentine's Day that we want to share with you is the products from Carousel. Carousel's best-selling line of foot repair products provides visible results and lasting improvements to feet of all ages, shapes, and sizes. To find your soulmate, Carousel Valentine's Day collection includes intensive foot repair ointment that offers clinically proven visible results in just one day. The nighttime intensive foot repair ointment Also, the Carousel Foot Therapy Soak, which helps feet look young. It looks better, feel better in just one soak. Carousel Intensive Repair Foot Peel is enriched with peppermint, lavender, aragon oil, and botanical extracts and is designed to soften and remove dead dry skin. So for more information and to buy Carousel's foot care products, go to Carousel or visit Carousel's Amazon store. Thank you all so much for tuning in to Wake Up with Marcy and Hillary today. Great show. Learned so much. Kevin gave us a ton to think about. And my five kids are all getting the built credit card. Let's start creating your own credit. You know what? If you want to learn more about today's guests or even watch the show, go to wakeupwithmarcyandhillary.com. I just love our guests. It was such a great show. I know. I got goosebumps from the show today. I know. Thank you all so much for tuning in again. We can't wait to see you next Saturday and Sunday. Remember to be kind to yourself and to others. And wake up to all of your possibilities.